Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. Again, good to have everybody with us. This is Pastor Bob Simons of Dickinson, North Dakota. We are coming to you live tonight on December 15th, 2019. 
what is this, 19 years we've been on the, is that right? No, we've been on this, it's been 20 years, hasn't it? 20 years we've been doing this, this radio program, because Abe's 19 years old, and you weren't even here when we started this. We've got, in the studio, we've got Abe running the controls, that's Abe Simons, and then we have his sister, Bobby Simons, here, uh, just being the, kind of my uh, Bible scholar that's going to help me out with any of the tough questions I get. The... Um, Hey, I got all kinds of texts coming in. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862, only if you're nice. You can't text me if you're mean. 701-290-7862, the mayor of the great city of Leffer, North Dakota, just texted me. Keep up the great work. We've got um, Isaiah texted me on his way down to Texas tonight. We've got, let's see, Justin out in Gulva. Texting. We've got uh, Pastor Schuler up in Grafton tonight. Texting. Brother Griffith out in Great Falls, Montana. Carl and Jeannie listening from Kansas. Boy, I mean, I'm getting a lot of texts here. We've got uh, uh, we've got somebody that said, "Hey, Pastor and Bobby." In fact, that lady. I'll send her a picture of Bobby here in a minute. We've got uh, the Willises listening. Brother Rose from Mount Sterling, Kentucky, just came in. Brother and Sister Gubrud are listening. Tonight, we saw their son, George, in church with us this morning. And um, the uh, some of these people, I don't even know who you are that are texting me. But anyway, I'm just you can text me tonight. Again, 701-290-7862. We've got, um, uh, couldn't, I'm not going to be able to speak about what I spoke about in church because I really don't think it would be understood on the radio, so I'm not going to do that tonight. Hey, some Lomans from New England are listening. Um Let's see, just a bunch of people here, all kinds of people. So I'm glad you're listening. You can also email me if, if you can't text me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Now, if you're like a first-time listener, this is a AM radio station that you're listening to in Dickinson, North Dakota. Of course, if you're from Dickinson, you know that. This radio station's been around forever. It's an AM station, 1230 on the dial. And the re- only reason I said that is because there are also other ways to listen. You can listen to this on KDIX's website, kdix.net, or you can listen to this on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Or you can listen to it on a podcast later on Holy Ghost Radio. In fact, uh, Abe, last week's program is loaded up there, so we'll have to um, download that too because Abe was not in the studio last week. Abe's getting married in about a month. I wonder if his fiance is listening. She sure is. Uh, Sierra is um, listening from from Arkansas, and her uncle Ben is listening tonight from Park River, um, North Dakota. Uh, listening from Grand Prairie, Texas tonight. Good. I'm just glad all you guys are listening um, tonight. We've got uh, we're going to play some good music. I brought my guitar in the studio. I might play a song or two. I want to start out with. Kind of move into this tonight. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 36, it tells a very, very interesting story. Uh, We read in Jeremiah 36 that the Lord told Jeremiah to write down all of his prophecies. And so so he did. He wrote down all of his prophecies, Jeremiah 36. And in fact, uh, a man named Baruch was a scribe, and he, uh, Jeremiah spoke, and Baruch wrote him down. If I, I I believe that's true, 
And um, Jeremiah 36.1 came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel, and against Judah, and against all the nations from the day that I spoke unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. And it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I propose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin." Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Nera, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. So we've got this here in Jeremiah 36, that the Lord told Jeremiah, write the book of Jeremiah, write your whole book down. And he had Baruch write it, and these were the prophecies of Jeremiah. Then they sent these prophecies, uh, he had Baruch go and read them in the temple, and people in the temple got so um, concerned about these prophecies that they um, they took this roll, this scroll, if I can say that, to the king, uh, King Jehoiakim. And notice in verse 21, if you've got your Bible, this is kind of where I'm going today with this. So the king sent Jehadu to fetch the roll, and he took it out of Elishama the scribe's chamber. And Jehadu read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jehadu had read three or four leaves, he cut it with the penknife, cast it into the fire that was on the hearth, until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Verse 24. Yet they were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that heard these words. And tonight, I'm I'm going to, Abe's got the music lined up tonight, I'm going to be talking about this story and how this king took Jeremiah's words and began to tear them out and burn them. And the title of this broadcast is Tearing Out Truth. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. As the devil's right hand Cussed like a sailor Always looking for a fight Rumor was he stole the boy Truck that he drives Scared the congregation One Sunday in May When he ran up to the altar And they heard Billy say Take me to the river Wash me clean Let my sins drip down to New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Followed all the way to the shore In the back of our minds While we stood there and prayed We were waiting for the color Of the water to change But it never 
ever did it was as filthy as him. He popped up out of the water and he said it again. Take me to the river, wash me clean, let my sins drift down to New Orleans. Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know just how dirty I was before I met the Lord. I'm the kind of sinner that he made the buddy Mississippi for. listening and my friend from Dunseeth, Brother Belgard is listening tonight and uh, good to have uh, it's good to have him listening and we were just talking about you that we need to get you back to Dickinson to preach to our church so the um, we've got Wynette from Texas listening tonight is that right Wynette is that, am I saying that right good to have her or him or her, her listening I believe the um, well just I, I better I better get back to the program here we, we're talking about the t- title tonight is going to be Tearing Out Truth. We talk about King Jehoiakim in the book of Jeremiah, that when the r- scroll, the warnings that Jeremiah, the prophecies that Jeremiah had, had, had received from the Lord, when they were read to Jehoiakim, he just took four pages at a time in his pocket knife, cut them up, threw them on the fire. And the Bible said he wasn't afraid. He didn't rend his garments. None of the kings, neither his servants, nobody was afraid of anything. And in fact, he sent for Jeremiah and Baruch to be arrested after this, but they had went into hiding and the Lord spoke to Jeremiah again and said, rewrite all that you have written. And it's a good thing he did because otherwise we wouldn't have the book of Jeremiah today. And here's, here's what we're going to talk about today. Many people, many churches have cut out sections of the Bible, maybe not with a knife, but in ways that they've done it, it's just as effective. They begin to... Um, Take the Bible and say that it's not relevant, that it's not for today. These parts are not for today. They don't understand uh, these things. And because of this, there are many people that go to many different types of churches that really don't believe their Bibles. And um, and I'm going to tell you, you that are listening today, and this, this program is always, the target of this program has always been for non-Pentecostals. And so being on Holy Ghost Radio and stuff is fun. But really, uh, my goal with this program is not to preach to the choir, but it's to preach to people that are going to many of these churches in Dickinson and in this area of Dickinson, North Dakota. And I want to tell you today, this evening, that your church, many times, many of you, is not even close 
to what the church that Jesus set up in the book of Acts through his apostles. The, you could call yourself the same thing. You could try to trace your roots to it historically. But you have to trace your roots to it doctrinally. You have to. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Jesus said in Mark 13, 31, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And so we believe in the word of God. We believe the New Testament authority that teaches us what the Old Testament meant. I believe that. I know that there are people that, there's a person in my life that I know that does not believe that at all. Um, But I believe the New Testament is the authority. It explains the Old Testament, what it means. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. This the, this is a, uh, you know, they're, they're, your, your church may be completely different than the one that Jesus originally set up. It might be completely different. I had somebody a while back, uh, they were going to a, a church, a very traditional church that traced its roots back to about the 6th century. And they asked me one day, our, our church goes back to the 6th century. How old is your church? And I said, well, our church was established on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out for the very first time like that. And, uh, and the, the uh, church age started. That was the very first church, and that's the church that we pattern our church after. That's the church we strive to be. We don't go back to doctrines or to dogmas or to, or not doctrines, but we don't go back to creeds. Like you say, well, we go back to a creed that's been said since the third century. I could care less if it's been said since the third century. If you're going to say a creed, just go ahead and, and uh, say it right out of the Bible. Like, for instance, we believe that you need to repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I like that creed. If that That's my creed. Because we took that right out of the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. But tonight, this program, we're talking about churches that have been tearing out truth. They cut out the importance of the Scripture. The... the uh, just like this king, Jehoiakim, was cutting out Jeremiah's words and throwing them on a fire. People are cutting out the words, the importance, the uh, doctrine that's found in the scripture. There was a friend of mine that I grew up with. His first name was Mark. And Mark and I grew up together. He was my best friend all the way up through about ninth grade. And when I got in the church, I taught Mark a Bible study. Mark was a Sunday school teacher at another church in Bismarck. And at this other church, while he was teaching Sunday school, one of the other Sunday school teachers in his class said this, when Jesus walked on the water, we know that there were many sand uh, bars that were right below the surface of the water. And so Jesus was really walking on one of those. He, he looked like he was walking on the water, but he wasn't. You see, what did they do there? They cut out truth. They cut out the miraculous power of, of God. Hey, Jackson and Casey are listening tonight. That's good. They just texted me. You know, let's be careful not to cut out the word of God. 
The Bible said we need to rightly divide the word of truth, but we don't want to cut out any scripture. For instance, people have cut out the importance of water baptism. They have cut it out. They they say that it's not important. Um, I I just um, was li- on the computer listening to some preaching. I was looking for something else, and the question of this famous uh, preacher. I'm not going to say who it was, but he said it doesn't matter how you're baptized. You'll still get to go to heaven. Well, see, that cutting out the importance of baptism, we don't have the right to do this. We can't take our knife and cut this out of the Bible. The scripture I just quoted, Acts 2.38, doesn't say repent and your sins shall be remitted. It said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. See, this, this we have no right to, to not only say that baptism is not important for salvation, but to change the mode of baptism. Bapt, the word baptism, I know this sounds probably old to some of you that listen all the time, but I'm, I'm just going to keep drilling it into your head until you do something about it. The word baptism itself means to immerse. The instances of baptism in the scripture, there was never anybody sprinkled in the Bible. And it was called baptism. Ever. Never. And your church is sprinkling people and calling it baptism. Somebody asked Abraham Lincoln one time, if you called a dog's tail a leg, how many legs would a dog have? And he said four. Because you can call its tail a leg, but it won't make it one. <laughs> and you can call sprinkling baptism, but it's not. If you have never been immersed under the water, you've never been baptized at all. If you were sprinkled as a baby, that's not baptism. didn't hurt you. Your parents meant well, but it's not baptism. Let's be careful that we don't tear out Scripture. <clears throat> you know. And let me just, while I'm on the topic of baptism, Acts 2.38 said, baptizing them in the name of Jesus. Now, Matthew 28.19, Jesus said to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, is that a contradiction in the Bible? Of course not. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names. And Jesus didn't say in the names of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In the book of Acts, when you read and it tells how anyone was baptized, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And so we know that Jesus is the name that Jesus was referring to in Matthew 28, 19. Let's not cut the importance of baptism out. Somebody says, well, Pastor Bob, in Acts chapter 16, the uh, Philippian jailer was going to kill himself, and he cried out to Paul and said, what must I do? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. See right there, Pastor Bob, it says that you don't need to be baptized. Does it really? Why don't you keep reading, like in verse 33 where it says, and the same hour of the night he washed their stripes and was baptized. The Philippian jailer was baptized somewhere in the wee hours of the morning. If it's not important, why in the world would Paul have baptized him then? Well, it was important. In fact, it's so important that in 1 Peter 3.21, the Bible says that even now does baptism save us. 
Baptism saves us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. It's not like cleaning up. But it's the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said in Mark sixteen sixteen, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So it's not only as baptism is, is, is important. Don't cut this out of the plan of salvation. But how you're baptized is important, and we have no right to mess with that. We really don't. I, I feel like I, I should sing a song right now. Everybody say, sing, me, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. That's what they say in church. I'll try it here. My nose is all stuffed up. I'm going to sound like some country singer here Abe, with a clothespin. My mom says country singers sound like they have clothespins on their nose. That's why my, my mom doesn't like that kind of music. Well, here we go. In these last days that we're living in, many people have been blessed. By the gift of God's Holy Spirit, but you know they don't like holiness. They want to keep their long hair and their beer, their mini skirts and their TVs too. But it takes a lot more than just talking in tongues to do what God wants you to do. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out. There's no room to leave for doubt. Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Some people, they get the Holy Ghost. They think that is enough. They want no part of that one God stuff. Well, they'll baptize you in the titles. And they'll tell you you're all set. If you don't go down Jesus' name, friend, you're just getting wet. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out. There's no room to leave for doubt. Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? There's no room to compromise with Satan and his lies. This world can't satisfy you anymore. Don't need its amusements, styles, or dress to bring you happiness. Come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. Got to be in the ship with the master sailor if you want to make it through life's stormy sea. There's no room for middle-of-the-road Christianity. Got to be in the ship or out. There's no room to leave or doubt. Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Just say now, if I do this, will Jesus smile on me? Tell it like it is radio show. Pastor Bob here singing an old Lance Appleton song. If you wonder if I wrote that or not, I did not. We're talking about cutting out the Word of God, cutting out the importance, cutting out... 
portions of the Word of God and having just a little bit of a um, kind of a gutted belief system. One of the things I um, I I'm a member of the United Pentecostal Church and I'm a member of the WPF too, so I got both of them. But anyway, one of the mottos of the United Pentecostal Church that I've always liked is the whole gospel to the whole world. And um, and that's what I'm talking about tonight. We don't want to cut out anything. Like, let's not cut out the importance of the Holy Ghost baptism. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And I believe that's still for us today. Acts chapter 2, 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 10 and verse 46, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should be baptized? Acts chapter 11 and verse 15, As Peter was defending himself, and uh, to his brothers that he had gone to a Gentile's house, he told them, As I begin to speak, Acts eleven fifteen, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. You know what? The Holy Ghost is still falling as it did at the beginning. Let's not cut out the Holy Ghost baptism out of our out of the Word of God. You know, there are churches that have do not see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They don't emphasize it. They don't teach it. They don't ask people to seek it. And people that go there don't have it. And that, and because of that, they try to come up with teachings that it doesn't happen anymore. It's not for today. That this speaking in tongues was just so that we could understand the languages that were, that were known back then, or they could understand the apostles. Which is not true. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 14. Paul said, when a man prays in an unknown tongue, he prays, in the spirit, no man understandeth him. But we are living in a society that wants to not be tied into God. And because of that, they're looking for churches that, that do not teach the apostolic plan of salvation. You can have, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just like they did on the day of Pentecost. You can receive this. This is for today. Uh, Peter said in Acts chapter 2, that's for you, for your children, to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's not cut out this. My wife and I moved to Dickinson, North Dakota from Bismarck. We were happy in Bismarck. Uh, we, we loved the church we were going to. We loved our pastor. Uh, I had a business there. My family was there. My wife's family was there. Bismarck was our home. We moved to Dickinson, North Dakota, to start a Pentecostal church because we believe in the importance of repentance, Jesus' name, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. And we came here because we didn't know if that message was being preached here in Dickinson. So let's not cut this out. Let's not cut out that. You know, let's not... You know, I, you know what, Abe, I think I'm going to play another song here. Let's, but I'm going to move into this. Let's not cut out the importance of holiness.
And to have decided the old ways are just antiquated It's just fine if we are talking Apple and PC But when it comes down to what's in the Bible If it was true back then, who am I to decide? This world needs my philosophy You can call me old-fashioned Say I'm steeped in tradition But when your love runs out and your rainbow fades I'll still be shaking my son Who died for my sins I said I must be born again What my grandpa preached is good enough for me Good enough in the studio. How am I doing, Bobby? Good. Doing good. All right. She's my doctrinally correct. Yep. She says I am. So that's good. Uh, we've got, uh, all my grandkids are geniuses. I think every single one, right? And we've got Abe running the controls. I think he's texting Sierra, his fiance too, though. He's, Sarah, is he doing that? Sierra? Is he doing that? Anyway, we're uh, back live with the tell it like it is radio show. He's got a month to get married and he'll be getting married in about a month. And, um, marrying a really sweet girl from arkansas so we're and i'm good friends with her grandpa so so we got two grandpas that are together on this deal we're talking about not tearing out truth don't tear out truth you know the uh, you know this this gospel this whole plan of salvation it's so important that we don't just uh, twist the scriptures to make it fit to what we want it to fit to We've got, uh, you know, there are people that want God to rubber stamp their beliefs. They want preachers to rubber stamp their beliefs. I believe one of the reasons that I can't speak for churches in other parts of the world, but why American Christianity is in so much trouble 
is because uh, there's a bunch of, well, yeah, there's a bunch of chicken preachers that are afraid to preach the entire word of God. I don't know if they're afraid of losing their congregations. I'm not sure what it is. I'm going to tell you this. Our congregation is growing, and I think it's growing because we endeavor to preach the whole counsel of God. I believe that it is. I believe people are tired of hearing part truth. I believe there are a lot of good, uh, sincere people out there that just want somebody to tell it like it is. And so when I move into this next segment, that we don't want to tear out the importance of righteousness and holiness, um, the Bible says, remove not the ancient landmarks. In other words, we've got to to uh, uh, find out what God thinks about things. And just because whether they're popular or unpopular today, it doesn't make any difference. Titus 2.11, I think I did a program on this recently, but it says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Yeah, I did do a program on that. So the grace of God is a teacher. It teaches us that we're supposed to live right. It does matter how you live. It does matter what you do. It does matter. Listen, it matters how you conduct yourself. In honesty and integrity, it matters how you dress. It matters how you wear your hair, according to God. <laughs> See, like, well, I'll give you an example here. This is a great example of this program tonight, tearing out truth. In the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen, it says this, Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it's a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. But if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. All the early churches believed that men should have short hair and women should have long uncut hair. You know, this, this, uh, but why, this is, this is not some obscure scripture in the Song of Solomon. You know, I mean, it, it's not a, a scripture found in the book of Numbers. This is in Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, and he is specifically spending a half a chapter talking about hair and what God wants his people to wear for to how they wear their hair. You see, churches tear out truth by not teaching certain scriptures. Like, when I first came to God, I had long hair. But I had a pastor that wasn't afraid of teaching truth. Now, I realize that you can have long or short hair as a man and be the devil. I know that. You can have long hair as a woman and not be spiritual. I get that. But that doesn't take away from what the Scripture says. And the reason I'm mentioning it tonight, I know, I know some of my... Preacher friends would say, hey, Pastor Bob, don't mention that topic on the radio because you're going to get people not to come to your church. Well, let me just tell you this. When you come to our church, you're going to notice it anyway, that most of the women have long, uncut hair and most of the men have short hair. And I'm not making fun of anybody or trying to hurt anybody here tonight. I'm just telling you, this is why we do it, because of this scripture and some other scriptures actually, too, on this. So... Let's not 
tear out Scripture just because it's unpopular. Let's not tear out Scripture just because nobody else is talking about it. Let's not tear out Scripture because we think that we'll lose people in our churches. You know, like 1 Timothy 2.9, for instance, it says, in like manner also that women should adorn themselves in modest apparel. It goes on to talk about jewelry and different things. You see, let's not tear that out of the Bible. Now, that's not all we emphasize. But this topic that I'm talking about tonight, we have taken the Word of God, and or, and I hope I'm not doing this, but I'm just saying we as, as Americans and have dumbed it down to the point where it doesn't say anything. The, the uh, many churches have taken the entire New Testament and wrapped it up in this word. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now, I'm glad that Jesus loves me. That is a foundational truth. But that's not, it doesn't tell us what to do. But the Bible tells us what to do. You know, let's not cut out the importance of holiness. Let's not cut out the importance of righteousness. You know, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says this, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? You know, this, this, um, this scripture is talking about being careful who you hang around with too much. Like who's going to influence you? There is a new way to hang around with unbelievers today that they didn't have in the Bible times. And it's across a wire. It's across a satellite. Television, Hollywood, movies. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. There's a reason that Pentecostal people avoid those things. There is. And let me just tell you, you Pentecostals that don't avoid those things, you're not going to be Pentecostals for very long, or your children won't. Because they will have an influence on you. They will bring worldliness into your life, into the lives of your family. You know, this. this uh, what I'm talking about tonight is don't tear out that scripture. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now, if you're hanging out with unbelievers to reach them for God, like maybe going up to a jail and preaching, we've got a team tonight that's down at the women's prison in New England, they're preaching. Maybe some of the ladies there are unbelievers, they're hanging out with unbelievers, but they're doing it to influence them. Are you watching a Hollywood movie to influence those actors? Because they don't even know who you are. You see, don't tear out truth. Am I doing all right, Brother Belgard? He said he's listening six miles from the Canadian border tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, this this uh, we can't we can't tear out the teachings on righteousness. First Corinthians six nine, Paul said, "Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate." 
abusers of themselves with mankind, that's talking about homosexuality, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Paul said that if you're going to live this way and continue to live this way, you're not going to go to heaven. You see, I wonder how many times that scripture gets mentioned at most of the churches in the United States of America. I wonder how many times the pastor gets up and reads 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. See, but you can't read verse 11 without reading 9 and 10. Because it names all these sins and said, people that live this way aren't going to heaven. And then he said, and such were, past tense, some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And this Acts, or 1 Corinthians six eleven has everything to do with Acts 2, 38. You're, you're sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's baptism in Jesus' name. And by the Spirit of our God. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This, this uh, uh, program tonight, we're talking about cutting out truth. Not, you know, just avoiding certain parts of the Bible. Uh, good to have Jody listening in Harvey tonight. And uh, who's this that said they waited all week for this program? I don't even know who this is. But the, uh, um, I, I guess I'd have to look. Oh, is that, is that, uh, let's see, who is that? I should, I should save this. Oh, that's Brother Johnson. There he is. Okay. Well, thanks, Brother Johnson. Uh, the uh, We're talking tonight about let's preach the whole gospel. Let's not leave out something. You know, let's let's not. You know, the the. Um, uh, and here again, if any of you preachers that are listening to me, that think that by leaving out part of the gospel, whether it be holiness, baptism, spirit baptism, and you think you're going to save the world and surprise them later with this, tell them right up front. Now, this will go against some of your church growth models and so on, where. I think some of these church growth models are trying to trap people to coming to church and then kind of surprise them with the truth later. Kind of a gimmick. People are hungry for the truth. People all over this world, God's talking to them, dealing with them. I, uh, a fellow that I met many years ago that pastors in Greeley, Colorado, his name is Danny Purdue. He was, his, he was on my radio program giving his testimony. This was many years ago, and he said that he was hungry for God, but he was doing the drinking thing. He was at a bar one night. He came out of the bar half drunk. He there was a there was a flatbed trailer across the street in a parking lot, I think, and they were playing music. He thought it was you know he didn't know what it was. He thought maybe it was a dance or something. He stumbles over there, and the husband and wife playing the music happened to be apostolic people. They invited them to him to his home. They, I believe they taught him a Bible study. He was baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost. What I'm telling you is that people are looking for truth. They're looking for all the truth. And we've got to, it's important that we tell it like it is. Brother Griffith told me, I've got to read Revelation 22:19, and I'm going to do it right now. It says, if any man take away from the words of the book of this prophecy... 
God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things that are written in this book. we can, we got to be so careful that we don't take away the um, what God is, is telling us to do. Tell it like it is radio show. And um, Pastor Bob here, we've got Abe's going to give out some information on how to get a hold of us during the week. Are you ready to do that? Well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit our church. The address is 501 Elks Drive here in Dickinson. And we have service on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Or that's a Sunday school, 10 o'clock a.m. And our worship service is at 11 o'clock a.m. And everybody's welcome to join us for that. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. And we'd love to have you at the New Life Pentecostal Church. If you're from Beulah, you can visit the Truth Community Church. They're an apostolic church. The address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest. They have service Sunday mornings at 1030 and um, also on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock. That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. There's also an apostolic service uh, one midweek service in Beach at the Beach Community Center. That's Beach, North Dakota. The be- um, every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m., the Beach Community Center. Also, there's an, if you're from Bowman, there's an apostolic church in Bowman. They have one service a week every Thursday night. That's at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 18 North Main in Bowman. And they have a, a service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, they'd love to have you join them for that. If you'd like more information on any of these um, services or just about our church, you can contact Pastor Simons. His his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com or his cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Thanks, Abe. And you've got enough information now to do something good. You can, you can uh, find yourself a Pentecostal church in this area. You know, I, I'm pr- talking about let's not tear out truth. Many years ago, there was a young man that, um, that started coming to our church. His name was Lawrence. Lawrence was a, was, seemed like an unlikely teenager. He was a friend of my oldest son that uh, from the high school. And he met, met at the high school. And Lawrence started attending our church, and he seemed like an unlikely person to bring about a revival, and, you know, of people coming to God. But he, he did do that. And he wasn't afraid of preaching Acts 2.38. When Lawrence came to God, he was a uh, lead singer and a guitarist in a Christian punk band when he first started coming to our church. And uh, and we baptized him in Jesus' name, and he received the Holy Ghost. He kept singing in this punk rock band, this Christian band, and what they, he was asked to. His band was asked to sing at a a, a Christian g- gathering in in uh, South Dakota, and they sang and they did their songs. At the end of the service, the uh, the leader of this Christian group gave a, a altar call and got people to pray the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus into their heart. And at the end of this 
when it was all over, he said, does anybody have a testimony or anything to say? And Lawrence said, I do. Now, he had just got done doing the concert. And so he said, oh, go ahead, young man. And Lawrence said, now, this pastor has told you that you need to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And he said, that's a good start. But the next step you need to make is you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And that did not go over very well. <laughs> that, that pastor got really mad and lost his temper, and he made a statement to Lawrence. He said, I'd rather spend eternity in hell than listen to you talk a few more minutes. That's pretty sad. I don't know where you're at with God. I don't know where you're at when you walk with God. And I'm not trying to be um, condemning or talk down to you tonight. But is there one more step that you need to take? Maybe you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. Maybe you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's areas in your life of holiness that you're not living. Tonight would be a good night to take another step towards God. There was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus one day, and Jesus said, the rich young ruler said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Keep the commandments. And he said, I have done them all since my youth. And Jesus said, There's one more thing you need to do. And he told this rich young ruler what he needed to do. And the rich young ruler walked away sorrowfully, the Bible said. Is there something today that the Lord is asking you to do? And you won't do it because of pride, because of tradition, because of, uh, I don't know why. I'm going to end this broadcast with just maybe a couple songs I wrote tonight. And um, the uh, we're going to, uh, you know, Abe gave you some information how to get a hold of us. But this is a little song that I wrote many years ago. I was working in Headinger, North Dakota, and I'd written a song in my motel room. And I tore it up, or I crumpled it up. I didn't think much of it. And in the morning, I uncrumpled it, and I've been singing it ever since. There once was a young man who was far from his home. He found himself feeding pigs. He was reaping what he'd sown of his father's house and his love. He would sit and dream But how to get back home How hard that first step seemed One step at a time One small step today Lord Jesus, I'm asking for everyone here to see that one step could bring them to you in eternity. But there was a rich young ruler who came to Jesus one day. He asked him, Lord, what must I do? I'll do anything you say. Jesus looked at him and said, There's one more step you need to take. 
The rich man walked away. It was a step he couldn't seem to take. One step at a time. One small step he walked away. Is there one thing today the Lord is asking you? Take that step. It'll be the best thing that you ever do. Could there be someone in this place? God's been leading by His grace. You've walked with Him a certain way, but you heard more truth today. What will you do, my friend, with the truth that He did send? Today it's one step more. Hurry before he closes the door. One step at a time. One small step today. Lord Jesus, I'm asking everyone here to see that one step can bring them to you in eternity the whole truth to the whole world that's our our goal here today and uh tonight and there's a lot of uh you know i just you know i i just want you to know that that satan really doesn't mind if people know part of the truth, but you need the whole counsel of God. You really do. And and here again, I've, you know, I I uh, I, I do I do understand a little bit how how uh, tradition works and how there was a there was a man one time that was going to a church here in Dickinson that does not preach or teach this apostolic plan of salvation. And I, we were having a Bible study with this man and his wife, and I told him, I called him by his first name, and I said, you know, what you and I believe, or no, he said to me, what Pastor Bobby said, what you and I believe is very, very similar. And and I was going to say something, but before I could say it, he interrupted me. He said, but what you and my church believes is very, very different. And I thought, why in the world would you go to a church that doesn't preach the truth? You know, like, like, why would you go to a church, for instance, that says that the ministers can't get married? Why would you go to that church? When Peter was married. Peter, I mean, the, uh, the Apostle Peter was married. He was a married man, and he was the Apostle Peter. You know, like, I, I'm just, I don't understand why we want to tear out truth. I'm going to end the broadcast with a little song I wrote years ago. I sing it on the radio often. It's just simply called Called Out. God has called us out of this world to uh, to live holy for Him. Got a call one evening many years ago from someone who I didn't know real well. He asked if I was ready come out from among them he 
told me he would save my soul from hell And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out New life lay before me I was called out to Him My life was full of sin When Jesus called me in He had a plan to wash those sins away Baptized in Jesus' name In the apostolic way His blood washed away each stain And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan So I could do that too I spoke in other tongues When the Holy Ghost came in The gift He gave to me He'll give to you And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out, called out of this world Called out, a new life lay before me I was called out to Him Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I ask you to help us, Lord. If there is someone listening tonight that sees or saw tonight a step that they still need to take to walk in the fullness of your truth, I just pray that you give them the courage to to go ahead and do it. And I just pray for them in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Lord willing, everybody, next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then. Good night. Thank you for all the texting and all the messaging that you sent me tonight. You are my Lord. You are my light. You are my joy.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.